Welcome back for another episode of Pardon Our Promotion. I'm Scott Johnson, and this is... Bob Misavage. They renewed us, Bob. We're back. We have a second <laughs> yeah, episode. We have a second episode. <laughs> we made so much money on the first one. Right. <laughs> Gangbusters. Um, I do want to touch on something real quick that you talked about last episode, and that's uh, people are smart, crowds are dumb. What do you mean by that? Well, as an entertainer, when mm -hmm. I used to do the Blues Brothers, um, you you could tell a crowd to do something, but if you didn't tell them exactly what to do, they wouldn't. I need you guys to all stand up and all raise your hands up in the air. And if they didn't do that, sure. I mean, if you didn't say exactly, they wouldn't do it. Yeah. You know, I, I give an example kind of when um, uh, working with teams, I'll say, you know, have you ever told somebody where the bathroom is and they literally walk the other direction? And, and, and it actually does happen. Yeah. So if we're not if we're not totally telling a crowd what to do or informing them, informing them about a promotion or a hot dog special in in concessions, right over right yeah. over your head. Yeah, it's kind of like the uh, stand up and clap, a crowd prompt. You know, just get on your feet. You know, simple things. Right. Um, and they follow instructions like sheep. Yes, yes, in, in a good way. Again, people yeah. are smart. We're not saying that people are, you know, in, individually there's a high IQ, but man, when they, when people get into crowds, there's a low, it just drops substantially. In fact, it's an interesting thing. I'm totally off, off subject on, on uh, you know, sports entertainment, but there was a study done where if a fire alarm goes off and you're in a crowd of people, nobody does anything. They literally look at each other and nobody's getting excited. So they all just stand yeah. there. And if, but if you're all alone in a yeah. room in a fire alarm, you get up and you walk out of the room. And that's an interesting, like, it's amazing. Yeah, it is. Yeah. The psychology of a crowd is, is pretty interesting. And that's, I mean, that's really what you're doing. And what we're doing here is, you know, we're, we're scripting things. We're putting in promotions to play on the psychology of the crowd a little bit. And, and, you know, like you said last episode, in a good way, we're manipulating the crowd a little bit, mm -hmm. getting them to do what we want. Correct. Correct. So, it's interesting. One of the things I want to go through today um, is um, you have uh, what you called uh, Bob's Brain Droppings, a um, list of, uh -oh. of things that you uh, kind of developed over the years um, and over your years in sports and entertainment. So uh, periodically, I think we're going to just visit these throughout our podcast and talk about them a little bit. So today we're going to talk back, uh, talk about standing back for a clear, be uh, clear view. I'm going to repeat that. Stand back for a clear view. Talk about that for a little bit. Okay. Well, first of all, I got to say, uh, on uh, a, a call out to George Carlin, one of my favorite comedians when I was younger, he wrote a book called Brain Droppings. So uh, like, like Picasso once said, if you steal from one person, it's plagiarism, but if you steal from everybody, it's art. <laughs> uh, and so I stole from George Carlin that name because I thought, what a beautiful, um, sarcastic name, Bob's Brain Droppings, because mm -hmm. pretty much nothing really comes out of this head. <laughs> <laughs> so anyhow, um, this is standing back uh, for a clear view. Yeah, this is this is um, what what happens in a lot of sports teams. I see Scott in the video board, especially, or even like they'll, they'll, maybe they'll dial right down to a certain promotion where maybe they're miking up a player in front of the green screen, and the player is doing maybe his favorite songs or something for a promotion. Well, the person doing the editing will have his headphones on, it'll be dark, 
He'll be in his little cave editing at 11 o'clock at night, and he'll see the player. He'll have listened to that player over and over again for an hour and a half, maybe, mm -hmm. or maybe 20 minutes, whatever time, time it takes to edit that. And of course, he's knowing exactly what the player says. He know he's putting the graphics up, and of course, he's saying Scott Johnson or you know Myrtle Beach Pelicans or whatever. He knows exactly what those graphics are because he's looking at them and right in front of him on his screen. But he's never really stepped back from that screen and said, sure. you know. So what I used to kind of tell teams is, have somebody else, you know, your director of creative services, look over his shoulder from far away. Can you see? legibly what is on that screen because half your audience might be like me have bad eyes right, right, right. so from 400 feet away or across a hockey arena can you really read legibly all of the text that are on this that's on the screen and because the player might be saying something and he's not really let's just say he's not an artist that knows how to work a microphone he might be mumbling a little bit yep. Um, can you legibly hear that player talk? A lot of times the music bed is so loud that you can't actually get what the person's saying. Right. So that, that's kind of that whole step back. Let's listen from far away. Let's look from far away as if we're almost blind and deaf. Do you ever do that thing when you're driving in your car and you got to do something serious? So you turn the music down so you can see better? <laughs> yeah, that's all you right. Know, or that's you, exactly. You know, it. Close your eyes so you can hear better. Something like that. Yeah, and, that's you know. that's really it. And 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 now that I point that out, next time you go to a stadium, you'll hear a promotion. Oh, here's another piece of it. Um, let's say, I, not that I like to run commercials in sports stadiums because I think the teams need to come up with their own entertainment content to handle their sponsors, but. Um, but they'll maybe take something that was produced for the small screen, your mm -hmm. living room screen. And it's a commercial for a bank or whatever, and it's got a bunch of text on it that's really tiny. And it's, you know, again, the audio might work really well in a surround sound in your living room when you don't have a lot of other stuff going on. And then they run that same commercial in the stadium. Guess what? Not effective. Yeah. I've uh, I've put together uh, you know video board layouts. Uh, you know you have your your batter headshot and their stats and the box score and all that. And, um, I've done that on a video board before. And you know what looks good in front of me on the uh, computer when I'm doing it, a twelve you know a twelve font and everything looks great. Throw it up on the board, can't even read it. You right. know it's tiny. So you know it's I've spent hours going back and forth between computer and video board, computer and video board. So. I see your point here. Yeah, it's it's extremely important to stand back and and get a clear view. Um, yeah. Yeah. There's uh, idiosyncrasies. You know, like uh, font sizes and serifs. Are yeah. are you supposed to use serifs on a video board? I don't. I don't know. No. No. <laughs> well, especially now, a little bit better. When you get in the boards with higher resolutions yeah. and stuff, you can do serifs. But a, a crazy serif on a font I just starts so. blending together. And of course, back in the old days, it was don't use red. Because the human eye starts blending the reds together. So if you have a serifed red font that says Scott Johnson, no one's going to read it. No one's going to read it. Yeah. So I'm not sure if that's the same, but it is. It's, what what you're bringing up is test it out on the video board. Yeah. You know, and, and maybe before you get too far into pre-production, um, run that on the video board. Let your uh, owner of your team, president, whatever, uh, make sure that they can hear it. And the whole thing, again, it's kind of, you know, in the in the quiet environment of editing, you hear perfectly. 
but add crowd noise, add 6,000 fans yep. as, as ambient noise on top of a music bed, on top of whatever this person's trying to say, and you lost half your crowd. One of the most common mistakes I see for operators uh, and producers is they wait till the last minute to get videos from sponsorship or from ticketing or from you know whomever, and they won't run pregame tests. So the first time we're seeing this is in a live environment. Um, and that doesn't hurt us more than in the audio section. What, the audio's too loud. Audio's too soft. Stuff that could have been handled pregame, before curtains were up, before the show started, you could have dialed that in. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's too much last minute going on. I mean, you know, this is a show. So let's think about the steps before, you know, we, you know, before the curtains are up and before the show starts. We need to know how every element of the show is going to be executed. Yeah. Did you know that, um, this is a little bit of trivia, did you know that they don't have a script and they don't practice anything before they uh, air the Oscars broadcast? I did not know that. That's obviously total bullshit, right? <laughs> they practice, they practice, they practice all the marks. Was that, uh, was that, um, was that this year's Oscars? That oh, the hand slap? Yeah. <laughs> that probably wasn't practice. Yeah. <laughs> so, but, but yeah, but you bring up that point when you said right. things coming in last minute. Um, there should be a a, a, cu- a cutoff time. Mm-hmm. Any graphic that gets loaded, anything, any new element that gets put into any type of sports production, there should be a cutoff time, whether it's one hour, two hours, three hours. You know, noon on a day on a right. 7 o'clock game is even better because then it's all in there, It's it's been tested, and then it'll run right. But it, it, did it happen to you this year that maybe something was loaded even after gates opened? Oh, yeah. Yes. How'd that work for you? Not good. Not good. Not good at all. It's embarrassing and it almost never works out well. It embarrasses the team. Yeah. Yeah. And it embarrasses their brand. Um, And these are just little tiny steps that they can take to to make sure that message goes across flawlessly. Right? So. Yeah. Um, Well. What we're one thing that we're going to be doing over the course of this podcast is um, asking for your comments and your your questions, so that either myself or uh, the uh, Blues brother himself here can um, address them. Um, you know, we our uh, our goal is to make your show better um, through any means necessary. So we appreciate you tuning in. Uh, until next time, see you guys later.